ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستهدي ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحابته ومن تبعه الى يوم الدين اما بعد ايها الاخوه فقال الله تعالى في القران الحكيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اذا نودي للصلاه من يوم الجمعه فاسعوا فاسعوا الى ذكر الله وذروا البيع ذلكم خير لكم ان كنتم تعلمون Praise be to Allah. We praise him, we seek his help, forgiveness and his mercy and guidance. We seek refuge and protection of Allah from the evil of our bad deeds and as we seek his refuge and protection from the bad that's inside us. Know then that one who is guided by Allah, they are truly guided and one who is left to go astray will not find a guide or a protector or a helper after that. I bear witness that there is no god but the one true god the creator of the heavens and the earth and all that is between them he who knows the inner secrets of our hearts and he has no partners and I bear witness that Muhammad peace and blessings of Allah be upon him is his slave and messenger Dear brothers if I could ask you already because you spread out and people are coming in you stand up and please come and fill the rows at the front so it leaves space at the back Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran towards the end of surah al-jumu'ah oh you who believe when the call is made yeah idha nudiya lis-salati min yawm al-jumu'ah for the salah from the day of jumu'ah <coughs> when the call is made fas'u ila dhikrillah make endeavor to come to the remembrance of Allah wazarul bay leave all trading behind zalikum khairul lakum that is best for you in kuntum ta'lamun only if you knew the reason for mentioning this of course is the day of jumu'ah but here is the only place in the quran actually where indirectly the azan is mentioned and is mentioned in a sense when when the call is made to salatul jumu'ah there is no other place in the quran where salah is mentioned and the obligation of salah is mentioned where azan is mentioned with it ya ayyuhalladhina amanu idha qumtum ila salati faghsilu wujuhakum etc aqim as-salata li duluq ash-shams idha ila ghasak al-layl aw aqim as-salata li tarafi an-nahari anywhere where the order a commandment for establishing salah is mentioned at both ends of the day in the night at fajr tahara is mentioned about doing wudu and ghusl etc but there's no mention you should know in the quran of the azan except 
in regards to Salatul Jum'ah. It's the only place it's mentioned. That doesn't mean I said that Adhan's not necessary, of course. That's not my point. But the Adhan itself comes to us from the Sunnah. It comes to us from... In fact, five daily prayers, actually, the establishing of Salah, how it's performed, and the five daily prayers with their time limits and zones and their names are all from the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu Pray as you see me pray. That includes its times, its, vari- its variations of time, and the number of times we find from the Sunnah of Rasulullah. That's an important thing because those who have, there's a, a small trend, it's not big, but we should be clear, who claim to self, call themselves the Qurani Yun and reject all Sunnah and Hadith, there's no way for them to actually pray. How would they pray? It comes from the Sunnah. Quran doesn't describe how the Salah is done, does it? Quran doesn't even tell you to pray five times a day. Yeah, and therefore these people end up going down the road of error. And some of them don't even bother praying. Some of them pray two or three times a day. And they make up the prayer as they f- see fit. What kind of Islam is that? So they are not actually Quran yun They are disobeying the Quran actually and misunderstood the Quran. Because the Qur'an is the one that made Rasulullah sallallahu as a mubayyin. As a mubayyin of the Qur'an. As the explainer and sure and exemplifier of the Qur'an. It's interesting, if we look at the sunnah, that salah was established while the Prophet sallallahu in Mecca. They used to pray actually even before uh, the mi'raj. When salah became established, Five times a day, obligation, five for 50, as many of you know. Eh? That was in Mecca. That was eh, three, four years at least. Nobody knows exactly. Nobody knows exactly because there's so much variation of opinion of when the Mi'raj and Isra was. But at best, maybe three or four, five years before the Hijrah of Rasulullah it became obligatory five times a day. Adhan became introduced in the first or second year in Hijrah in Medina. Not immediately after the mosque being built, but sometime later. And how, and that's so, so interesting, that Ibn Abdullah ibn Umar mentioned in the hadith, and it's mentioned by Abdullah ibn Zaid ibn Abdi Rabbi. That's the most famous hadith to do with the introduction of the Adhan. Abdullah Amr mentions about a discussion amongst the Sahaba themselves saying we need to call, we used to come to prayer to the masjid and we used to guess the time and turn up because there was no call to prayer. Yeah. So we had a discussion, what shall we do? Some suggested ringing the bell like the Christians ring. Others suggested using the horn to blow the horn like the Jews did at the time to call for the prayer. Yeah, and then he says, my father, Omar, suggested, why don't we get a person choose who calls people to pray? Abdullah ibn, Arab, uh, ibn Abdul Rabbi gives more detail. He says, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa this is an authentic hadith. He says, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ordered us to ring the bell for calling people to salah. But he also says, the Prophet didn't like the idea. And it seems in that night, he says, then in the night, in my sleep, a man came to me. This is Sahabi, not the Prophet 
And this is the fadila of the Sahaba. Yeah? The level and the virtueness of Sahaba. That revelation sometimes came through them. And it was only accepted when the Prophet said, this is true. So, not the Prophet but Abdullah ibn Abdi Rabbi, Zayd ibn Abdi Rabbi. He says, a man came to me in my dream carrying a bell. So I said, O oh, slave of God, slave of Allah, what's this bell you're carrying? Can I buy it off you? And this man, we don't know who it is in the dream, said to me, why do you want to buy the bell? He said, I'd like to use the bell to call people to salah. So the man said to me, shall I not tell you something better than the bell by way of calling people to salah? And that man in my dream said to me, call by these words, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. The adhan we just heard in the dream of the Labda of the Rabbi. Yeah. With, with 15 phrases, as we just heard now. So he said, and then he stepped away for a short distance. And then he said, when the Salah stands, Iqama, this is the Iqama. And he mentioned it with 11 phrases. That's not like the Adhan, but less phrases. Throwing Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah, Muhammad Rasulullah, hayya wa salati hayya al-falah, qad qamat as-salat qad qamat as-salah. Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar, la ilaha illa Allah. 11 phrases. This is from the authentic hadith of Abdullah ibn Rabbi. So he said I woke up and I went running to the Prophet sallallahu and told him what I saw in my dream and the Prophet sallallahu said by Allah it is the truth. Take your words these what you got and give them to Bilal. Because his voice is louder and more melodious than yours. Give it to him. So Abdullah ibn Abdul Rabbi didn't do the adhan. Passed on to Bilal. So he said, Bilal called the adhan first time for salah. Umar bin Khattab is at home and he hears it and comes running with his robe dragging behind him saying, Ya Rasulullah, by Allah who sent you with the truth. That's exactly what I heard in my dream last night. The same thing. So it's coming through Sahaba, confirming by <laughs> Rasulullah Subhanallah. The virtuousness of Sahaba. No wonder the Prophet said, خَيْرُ الْأُمَّةِ قَرْنِي The best of people are my people, my companions. Then those who follow them and then those who follow them. Subhanallah. So Adhan, this is the way it actually uh, came and became established in Islam. Actually, there's variations to it as well. Uh, the Iqama I've given you is one variation. Abu Mahzura is another Sahabi who said in two separate hadith, which are in the Sunan of uh, uh, Abu Da'ud, Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah and Nasa'i, in one version, he says, the Prophet taught me an adhan. In that adhan, he taught the same thing that Abdullah ibn Abdul Rabbi said, what I've just mentioned. However, it had 17 phrases. What was the difference? When he said, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, and then Ashadu an Muhammad Rasulullah, Ashadu an Muhammad Rasulullah, he said it first with a quieter voice, then repeated those four phrases with a louder voice. So the adhan became 
19 phrases, not 15. <coughs> that is authentic. You'll find it. Tirmidhi says it's authentic hadith. So it's a variation the Prophet taught. And another report in Sahih Muslim, Abu Mahdura also mentions an adhan which has 17 phrases. Where at the beginning, similar to the one I just mentioned, but at the beginning, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar is done twice, only not four times. That's also authentic from the Prophet Abu Mahdura says, Prophet taught me. In other words, there were some variations, all acceptable from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ulama of hadith and fuqaha say they're all authentic. It is interesting actually, in the past, Malikiyah and Shafi'iyah, they preferred the 19th phrase adhan in the mosques. Hanafiyah preferred the 15th one. Now, now it has become right across the board throughout the Muslim world, just out of history, not because people rejected the other ones, just out of habit that everybody does the 15th phrase adhan, as we just heard. Yeah. All the madhahib use the same. However, if we go back to the books of hadith, we'll find the others as well for completion. Atama itself, it's interesting that taking the 15 phrases from Abdullah ibn Rabbi, if we're taking that, then really we should take from the same source his 11 phrases for Iqama. But we take the, we take the 17 phrases of, with Qad Qamat al-Salah from the other hadith of Abu Mahzura. He's the one who mentioned it with with. Uh, with the 17th phrase, like a full adhan. So anyway, all of it is authentic. That's uh, the, the main thing. So Iqama has two variations. Both are acceptable. Both are authentic. Back to the Prophet You know, adhan, why I wanted to mention it today, and there's more details to give to encourage that, many reasons. But one of the reasons I've been reflecting on the adhan last few weeks, uh, I also actually, it's interesting, most of us, or many of us, not most of us, have the adhan as a reminder on our phones, which is good in a way, actually, because adhan itself, <coughs> ulama, majority, majority said to call the adhan is sunnah mu'akkada, mustahab, highly recommended. In other words, in other words, it's not fard. If you did salah without it, don't, you don't say, oh, your salah is not accepted. No, no alim said that, past or present, with any knowledge. Uh, Hanabila, I believe, had the best opinion, actually. The Hanbali school said, it is fardu kifaya. It is fardu kifaya. Uh, meaning, somebody has to do it from the community. And it fits more with it, because once the adhan arrived at the time of Rasulullah, it was always done. It was always done. So, it's fardu kifaya, where you're in a country and Muslim country have the permission of the state to call the adhan. It is important that somebody calls the adhan then. Yeah? And the purpose of the adhan is for people to hear and come. That's the purpose of the adhan. As a reminder. As a reminder. So, fardu kifaya in that situation is, is the best opinion, I believe, the humbly opinion. But where we have a situation where we don't have permission from the authorities, it is certainly sunnah mu'akkada to call it. We call it, and we call it here, really not with the same purpose that it was originally called, which is when we're doing it in the mosque, we're hearing it when we're already here. 
But its real purpose was nida, calling people out in the community to come to Salah, wasn't it? That's its real purpose. But the call itself is amazing. And then you compare with the idea, you could see why the, the bell and the horn and everything else was rejected by Rasulullah and the voice. It's not just a voice, human voice. Brothers and sisters, why I thought about it more in the last few weeks, I know I was saying people have it on their phone, but in Dubai while I was there, my son bought me a, a clock, which I've got in the house now, which calls Yadan inside the whole house. Wakes up everybody. Alhamdulillah. No, but it, when I listen to it over there as well, I often think, don't often think about the words and reflection. And I thought to myself while I was there, and I've, and I've come back as well, focusing and reflecting on it. It's amazing. It's profound, actually. Because the idea of the Adhan, you can be doing anything in your life and you're busy. The Adhan is like something coming from the heavens. It really is. Because the words of the Adhan take you out of dunya. Take you out of dunya to somewhere else. But we don't think about it. All the words of the Adhan is to break you away from dunya. Hence for Salatul Jum'ah, Allah SWT is saying, إِذَا نُودِيَ لِلصَّلَاةِ مِنْ يَوْمِ الْجُمْعَةِ فَاسْعَوْا إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَذَرُوا الْبَيْءِ And ulama said, not just leave trading, leave everything. Nothing matters. Actually, that's what the Adhan really is about. Think of the Adhan, and I hear it. You could be reading, you could be watching, could be doing something. I'm teaching my children, grandchildren now. If the grandchildren were watching cartoon yesterday and the Adhan for Maghrib or Asr went, so they paused it. Alhamdulillah, good. Good for them to hear, actually. But the words, the words we don't reflect on. It straight away introduces Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. What else matters? Allah is the greatest, Allah is the greatest. Repeat it again, Allah is the greatest. Breaking your day, whatever you're doing, suddenly to tell you, Allah is the greatest, Allah is the greatest, repeatedly saying it. And then, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. I bear witness there is no God but Allah. This voice is saying it to remind you. Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. I bear witness that there is that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Hayya ala salah. Leave everything. Come to what? Come to the akhirah. This is all to do with akhirah, brothers and sisters. It takes, takes my mind to a different... That's how I felt. I felt leaving the world and going somewhere else when I listened to the Adhan. My mind and heart travels. That's what you should let it do. The words take you away. They are so profound and amazing. We don't realize what treasure we have, brothers and sisters. We just reflect a bit deeply, then we see what we have as treasure. Hayya ala salah, come to salah, come to... Hayya ala al-falah, come to success, real success. Come to success, all linked with akhirah, isn't it? All linked with akhirah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar to, to confirm again, Allah is the greatest, Allah is the greatest. There is no God but Allah. Where are you going in other words? What are you doing? La ilaha illallah. Yeah. Subhanallah. For me... And I share it with you that we need to reflect. We need to, and, and of course, living in these countries, we, we're missing something, aren't we? 
We, miss, we feel it if we go to Muslim countries. That's if we give any attention to it. Because there's many Muslims living there. It goes in one ear out. The other actually goes in nowhere. They're just carrying on, don't they? And it's sad. Cause, and it's almost become like a relic. Somebody calling in the back and everybody just carrying on as though it was something from the past. It's not something from the past. It was never be something from the past. It's something from the present and from the future that it's calling you to. Yeah. So uh, for us, no wonder many of us feel that when we go there and something we missed in our lives. And it really is a spiritual uplifting feeling, the Adhan. It really is. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Assalatu wassalam Ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een Amma ba'da ya lihwa If I could ask you once more last time Please brothers I don't know what the situation is The sisters is If I could If it's tight there as well See the gaps on either side of you Please especially the young ones Stand up Which is most of you Look either side Close the gaps Our elderly dear respected brothers Have an excuse at least you know, arthritis in the joints or whatever, and a bad back. So the rest of us should make the greater effort. May Allah have mercy on you all. The Adhan itself, and, and then the, the fadila and the virtues and the, uh, and the encouragement for the Adhan and the Mu'addin. The Prophet ﷺ said, he says, uh, Abu Sayyid al-Khudri reports in authentic hadith, إِذَا أَنْتُمْ فِي غَنَمِكْ أَوْ فَرْفَعَ صَوْتَكْ بِالنِّدَاءِ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَسْمَعُ لَا يَسْمَعُ النِّدَاءِ جِنْ وَلَا إِنْسْ وَلَا شَيْءٍ إِلَّا شَهِدَ لَكَ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Abhi Sayyid report, he says that when you are with your flock, sheep and goats, and you're out in the countryside on your own, then raise your voice for, the, for calling the adhan, meaning when you're about to do prayer, even though you're in the wilderness on your own. Raise the voice, the Prophet said. Why? For surely, I tell you, there's not anyone from the jinn or a human being or anything else that hears your call of the adhan in that wilderness that will be a witness for you on the day of judgment. Subhanallah. Encouragement to do the adhan even on your own. Subhanallah, Subhanallah. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, Sallallahu <laughs> Reported by Bukhari and others, Sahih Bukhari, the Prophet said, if people only knew what benefit, in other words, and virtue was in the Adhan, and in the first row, the front rows, and they couldn't get to the front rows or do the adhan except by raffling or lot, drawing lots. 
they would draw lots to try and compete to get there. And if people knew what benefit was in coming early to Zuhr prayer, they would compete and race with one another to do that. And if people knew the benefit that was in Al-Atma, which is Isha prayer, and Subh, which is Fajr prayer, they would come to it, surely come to it, even if they had to crawl there. Even if they had to crawl there. Subhanallah. And Azan is included in that. وَقَالَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ سَلَّمْ الْإِمَامُ الدَّامِنْ وَالْمُؤَذِّنْ مُؤْتَمَنْ اللَّهُمْ أَرْشِدْ لَعَيْمَّةِ وَغْفِرْ لِلْمُؤَذِّنِينَ Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made a dua. He said, he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, the Imam is a guarantor and the Mu'addin, the Mu'addin is the trustee. Trustee. May Allah guide the Imams and may Allah forgive the Mu'addins. إِنَّ الْمُؤَذِّنِينَ أَتْوَلُ النَّاسِ أَتْوَلُ النَّاسِ أَعْنَاقًا يَوْمِ الْقَيَامَةِ The Mu'addinin, those doing Adhan, will be the ones on the day of resurrection with the longest necks. Longest necks. That's a, a metaphor to mean that their daraja will be high above others to encourage people to learn and do the Adhan. But remember in learning and doing it, and I say it again to encourage your young people for the future. Because we don't want our future that we have the old man only who's doing the Adhan. Yeah? And the young people will come in two or three generations and they'll look at each other and say, do you know how to do the Adhan? And he says, do you know how to do it? No, no, no. No, I don't want to do it. I'm too shy. That's what we get young people doing now. No, 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 I can't do it. No, no, I'm not doing it. Subhanallah. That has to change. Of course, learn it, because part of what we learn from the Prophet ﷺ, when he takes it from Abdullah ibn Abdul Rabbi, who sees it in the dream, and says, give it to Bilal. Subhanallah. Saying, yeah. And that is, means melodious voice with correct Arabic, correct pronunciation, yeah? and that melody, because you and I know, then when we hear Adhan, which is not very nice, it doesn't have the same effect on our hearts and minds as a melodious voice done properly. Is that right, brothers and sisters? Yeah. Some of the most emotional Adhans, but done correctly, they just melt your heart away. Yeah. And fill it with Iman and Noor. But a, a one done coarsely and with all the wrong pronunciations, well, it makes me feel sad actually when I hear it. <laughs> it, it doesn't elate me. True? Well, that's for those who can actually so encourage our young ones. And I encourage them. And the parents and the, the mosque must uh, encourage our... Actually, I'm saddened to see that over the last year, we've got... We had, over the last year or two, we had some more young people coming forward for Adhan. And there was a variety of young people coming. In the last six months or so, they seem to have disappeared. I don't know why, but it's not a good sign. It's a bad sign. And it's left with the same people again. Yeah, sometimes I hear criticism and say, oh, you know, from young people in their 20s and 30s say, oh, it's not very good, Adhan, etc., etc., blah, blah, recitation. I said, yeah, well, do you know better? Yes. Well, if you know better, how can you know better, make criticisms, 
But are you there for the prayer? Are you there for the Jum'ah? Do you come early and you're in the rows at the front so that you can be given an opportunity? No. Well, what's the point of making comments then? So my, it's, uh, to finish with for today, and there's many other things to say about the virtue of Adhan and how we need to respond to it as well, but I inshallah leave it for another Jum'ah, which will come round sometime. I haven't seen you for a long time from the member. Thank God, alhamdulillah, I had a break. Um, but leave you with the encouragement and a reminder of let the Adhan play its real purpose, brothers and sisters, in affecting, understand what the Mu'addin is saying. Yeah, understand. And it is something which is heavenly calling us away from dunya to the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who benefit from the call. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who respond to the call. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who race with one another to come to the front. To be first to come and submit and bow and prostrate to our Creator. Glory be to Him. May Allah SWT make us of those who follow the footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inna lahu wa malaykatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli wa barik ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama sallaita wa barakta ala Ibrahima wa ala ali Ibrahima innaka hamidun majid. إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم وادعوه يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون before we stand for salah there's an announcement from the committee that uh, a, a person called Zainul has been employed to look after the governance of the running of the place and communications. You may be approached by this brother called Zainal please, to ask you questions, etc., and feedback. Please uh, help and be polite and respectful. If you have any more questions and clarification in that regard, please see uh, Brother Amjad or Brother Arman. They're here. <laughs>